Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Loose Cannons are on the air. What are we doing? What are you doing? Steve Hartman. It was like literally came out of my brain into your mouth. <laughs> and Mike Costa. Here's the most annoying sound in the world. Ready? No. no. On Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. The way to compete. Of the way to compete. Hour number two. The Loose Cannons on your home of everything San Diego sports. Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Also 1350 in the IE. What's going on, IE? What's happening? What's happening out there? A lot of things been going on today. Getting a lot of your reaction as we sort of laid down the truth. The truth about the whole FS Investors situation. Why San Diego State has taken the position they're taking. A little bit later on, you're going to hear more from Kevin Faulkner, the mayor of San Diego, with uh, some interesting twists that he had uh, on this morning with Hardwick and Richards. Yeah, we uh, we heard the answers we were looking for mm-hmm. uh, from that interview. So, yeah. All right. Great job, Well, Kevin. we'll have a few more of those. And, and uh-huh. you'll, hear, you'll, you'll hear what the question was. And then stop and think about what the answer should be, and then hear what the mayor actually had to say. It's always amazing. Politico 101. There's a way to throw things out there. Just beautiful. Say a lot, but don't say anything. He's good, man. He's really, really a good politician. All right. Uh, It's that time. Four and four. Four and four. Four Four top stars of the day. Ernie Martinez, he is four. He's always laughing. Four and four. Four and four is brought to you by Sombrero Mexican Food, serving the freshest San Diego style Mexican food. That's right. Stop in for a limited time. Grab one of their signature bowls and their bowl deal, a complete meal with a drink for just $6.99. Check it out, sombreromex.com. Mm. Mm-hmm-hmm. When are you going to put the hat back on, Ernie? Usually, <laughs> after you get the buzz, you put that hat on. Do you have the fedora? Yeah, Brent? the fedora they gave out on Saturday. Brent said that he uh, he has one, and I'm gonna. I'm. I said I'm gonna take it if his roommates haven't oh, already. Oh, Brent, taken. you got to give him the fedora. No, you would never because you always wear your Cubs you know, cap or something playing, else. I was out playing golf, and I had my fedora from two years ago. Oh, oh excuse us, Chichi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ernie, you got... but it's dirty. Okay. Brent, Brent, can you bring the fedora tomorrow? Please? Yeah. Well, if I would have known that happened to Ernie's hair, I would have brought it today. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. But now that you've seen it, you want to be blinded. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's get it started. Number four. NBA to LeBron. Help us. Okay. What? All right. What? What? Ha- what happened? All right. I was watching this game night. last night. This Come is on. all right. So, in the first quarter, Cleveland. Remember, Boston is down 2-0. They just suffered a forty-four point loss at home, and Isaiah Thomas is out for the rest of the playoffs. So, the first quarter at halftime, I don't know. It's like a twenty-point Cleveland lead, and they're just blowing them out, just coasting. And apparently, the league called LeBron. Okay. And said, all right, we, we got a problem here, LeBron. If you sweep your series and Golden State sweeps their series, we're going to have an eight 
day gap between <laughs> the end of the conference finals and the start of the NBA finals. Eight days. Okay, because had Cleveland won last night, then they could have wrapped up their series tomorrow. Golden State can wrap up their series tonight. And the NBA Finals start June 1st. So you don't want eight days off. So in the second half, if you watch this game, Kevin Love was playing. Kyrie Irving was playing. Everybody was playing except for LeBron. He just stopped playing. He didn't take any shots. He didn't pass the ball. He didn't okay, rebound. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's his line from last night. 45 minutes. I know he played 45 minutes. 4 of 13 field goals. 0 for 4 on three-pointers. 3 of 6 on the free throw line. Yeah. 6 rebounds. 11 points, dude. 11 points. He didn't. He. I'm watching the this fourth quarter. It was back and forth at the end, right? And he never touched the ball. Well, he doesn't want to make the commissioner mad. I was like, (laughs) I know he's there. I see him. Oh, boy. But he never touched the ball. I mean, Kyrie Irving's, you know, making these great drives and everything else. So it was was pretty obvious based on his total. And by the way, immediately after the game, LeBron's like, there's no excuse. Just didn't have it. I just just wasn't happening. Just wasn't happening for me. And you're like, oh, come on now, seriously. Here's the problem, though, in Vegas. Apparently, people got, if you had bet on Boston straight up last night, which was beyond, you know, reasonable. Okay. 22 or 23 to 1 odds. Ooh. 23 to 1. So if you had put down 100 bucks for Boston wins straight up last night, 2,300 bucks. I'll think about the big rollers. And if you put up a thousand bucks, hey yeah. guys, I got this five grand. I don't want to take it home. I'm just gonna throw it on the Celtics. Straight I mean, up. all you had to do is bet best Boston straight up in that game, twenty three to one. Has anyone heard from Pete Fox in the last day? <laughs> no. I mean, it would be a Pete Fox play. Of course, he only bets five dollars. He always makes that clear, right? Only five dollars out sure. there. But uh, yeah, that inexplicable loss. LeBron says, "Hey, it's on me. It's on me." All right. Okay, we believe you. Number three. The NFL continues to work overtime to figure out overtime. The owners, for those of you who don't know, the owners are going to meet this week, and they're most likely going to vote to shorten overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. All right, so... For the safety of the players, Steve. Right, for the safety of the players, here is the problem with 10 minutes. First of all, obviously, it increases the chance of overtime. Although, rarely do overtimes go over 10 minutes. Wait, increases the likelihood of a tie? A tie, because if you shorten overtime, the idea that you might have more ties, because, you know, when the overtime ends, if you're still tied, it ends in a tie. But here's another problem. Because uh, uh, let's say an eight, nine-minute drive mm-hmm. is not all that uncommon in the NFL. Oh, heck no. Remember the rule that says that if a team scores by a field goal first, then the, the other, other team, team gets a, a chance. chance to match the field goal. Yes. But if you short overtime, shorten overtime to 10 minutes, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have that team that gets the ball in overtime, grinds out that nine-minute drive. Of course. Lines up for that field goal, just letting the clock run down. Game's over. And they kick the field goal, and there's no time left. Team that has a chance to match it, no 
time left. And by the way, uh, Pro Football Research actually did research. What is the longest recorded drive? I always thought this was an interesting. It happened to be 12 minutes and 29 seconds. So 15-minute overtimes, no one has ever had the ball for 15 minutes. When was the drive? When was that drive? Recently? It was a recent drive. But as far as 10-minute drives are concerned, oh, yeah. We see them all the time. So it is very conceivable if indeed and expected to happen. They shorten overtime to, to 10 minutes. If you're the unfortunate team to not get the ball first, you could actually see the time and on a field goal, and you don't get a chance to actually match so up because time we're ran re- out. We're reapplying the importance to winning the coin toss. Yes, for yeah. the overtime. Correct. And then, I mean, might away. You might as well just go back to the old Do overtime it. rule. Whoever scores first, however yeah. you score, game over. And the, and saying yes. it, it's saying it, it's for the player's safety. Oh, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. As you as you continue with Thursday night football. By the way, your friend Drew Brees. Uh, he said that he would be all for the college rules. Of course, I can understand because it's a way, great way to pad your stats. You know, with those overtimes, like fourth overtime, another touchdown, another touchdown, right. another touchdown, that kind of thing. Uh, but he says, look, you have to admit, the college overtime is exciting. Bruce, uh, Bruce, Dree's got Oh, my God. Bruce. <laughs> another opening. Yeah, what happened? Dree's Bruce. Another rough weekend for you. Apparently. Mm. Drew, Drew does have a point. It is exciting in college. You know, we should we should keep track of all the names that you've combined, <laughs> like Landivan, <laughs> Bruce. What else do we got? We got we got Landivan. We got well, Bruce. It, no, it should be Drees if it's Drew. <laughs> now you want Bruce, 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 and Landivan. Oh my God! Right. Keep track of these. I think we have a segment coming. The up. Saints quarterback has a point. Number two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Padres. Yeah. Red Hot Pods head to the Big Apple. There you go. One day, uh, one game winning streak. Here we go. Well, the Mets are awful, by the way. They got pounded yesterday by the Angels. <laughs> Do you see that thing? By the way. Terrible. Getting off the pods for a second. Mike Trout. 14 home runs already this year. I mean, he hit a shot yesterday, slightly right center. It was just rocketed. <laughs> you know, Why are they pitching to him? I have no idea. Uh, the Mets are terrible. So at least that gives the Padres a chance, right, as they head out on this oh, road trip. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we said about the last homestand, they had a seven-game homestand. We said, you know, you need to win like, you know, at least four, five out of seven. Sure. They won two. Well, let's just, i tell you what, let's just focus on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. See if they can get win the Big Apple. By the way, our, our buddy Nick Canepa said it's it's full tank mode. I mean, he's, he's taking it to that degree. But you don't even have to say it's full tank mode. They they can't help but tank. Well, here's how it's here. If you're thinking that they're in tank mode, here's here's proof. They're not doing anything to change the lineup. In other words, they had the lowest batting average in the majors. They had the lowest on-base percentage in the majors. And they still bring out the same lineup every single day. Nothing changes. Same thing with the rotation. The ERA is awful, <laughs> and you have the same pitchers over and over again. There's, there's no change at all. Normally, mm-hmm. when a team struggles, you do something to change it. But normally, They're not going to. But normally it happens with the team that you're thinking, uh, you know, a piece here or a move here, there. 
and they're going to get in contention. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. The, the top of the standings in the NOS right now is so – it might as well be Mars if you're the Padres. Yeah, but it's not that good. I mean, Colorado's leading the West. You but think that's going to hold up? But we're but they're 12 and a half games back. Okay, well, don't when worry it, about when that. When it comes to running the same guys <laughs> out there, though. Yeah. I, I, so okay, for continuity, right? Yeah, they're sticking to the plan of what we said. Now, I agree. Is Ryan Schimpf really your long-term plan at third base? Well, yeah, I, I was speaking more about pitching, but you're... By the way, Margot and Renfro have more at-bats. They're 1-2 in the majors, most at-bats for rookies this year. All right. They've had, they've had more at-bats than any other two rookies in all of Major League it's Baseball. It's experience. Well, and the Astros did this. We just aren't familiar with the guys that they were in out there because they Ernie, didn't they matter. lost 106, 107, I, I, and 111 games. Are you ready for that for the next three years? Well, well I'm, I'm trying to come to terms. Almost every sports story the last month, is some team or some player mm. is in full tank mode. So I'm trying Why to come to it? terms with your haircut. <laughs> Ernie's Next hair week. went into full tank mode this weekend. <laughs> it was like... I, okay, you, I, I, listen, I know I'm nothing. Fine. If you're okay with 106, 107, 111 for your ne- losses over the next three years, with the promise, by the way, the two years after that, you're going to be a playoff team? Is that a, is that a fair not, trade-off? I'm, I'm not okay with that, but I'm just saying if, if at the end... Yeah. And we don't know if at the end for me personally that there's something to build on. There's still a long season to go, and it could be a very long season if you're looking at 106, 110, whatever it is. Knowing zero about the amateur draft and who is awesome. I, and that look, type of I'm thing. just saying, there, were, there, there are so many seasons that the Padres had, they used 50 pitchers in a season. That I got old of because that was happening every season. Like, okay, at least I'm familiar with these guys. Let's sort of. Hang on to them. But even if they're the worst team in baseball and they get the number one overall choice. Yeah, and they take Matt Bush. Well, (laughs) thank you. Do we think, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna get the next Mike Trout? They're gonna get the next what you know, whoever. Look, how long ago, Brent, was it that the Cubs lost a hundred games? Was it five years ago? Yeah. Four or five years ago. Yeah. Hundred games. It can be done. And all of a sudden, they're, they're the best team in baseball. The turnaround, I mean. But you gotta get you gotta have the right guy making the picks. We'll see if Preller is that. Number one. Aztec alum, Mayor Kevin Faulkner says FS has the plan for the promised land. I think if this goes through for FS investors, San Jose State needs to call Kevin Faulkner and say, give us your diploma back. <laughs> all right. Uh, we heard a little of uh, Kevin Faulkner. I don't want to replay all this stuff. First of all, he was asked why he endorsed the FS group because he goes, because. Because of the kids. Because of the kids. Uh, he was talking about the fact that, I mean, seriously. Well, actually, I want to play that one bite first. All right. Because this is such a great politician answer. Again, the question, a great question from Hardwick and Richards this morning is, so, Mr. Mayor, why exactly are you endorsing the FS Group? When you look at all of the parts that, that equal to what I think is a great project and a, and a great whole, I mean, look, obviously bringing Major League Soccer to, to San Diego, I, I think it's going to be a huge asset. All of the other fields are going to go around it for the kids and for families. Of course, one of the biggest things that we've been talking for a while as a city is the opportunity for that river park to finally realize that. Uh, to put some housing on the site next to the trolley, obviously. And so when you start putting them all together, Nick, and the opportunity to actually get something done on that site, uh, I think it's a win-win for the city. 
Okay. Who wants to live he right next to a there. trolley stop? Yeah. And what we've all been talking about, you know, the river park. You know. Well, Scott Sherman said it's going to connect the ocean with Ramona. You'll be able to walk <laughs> just nothing but Parkland all the way up into the beautiful community of And, Ramona. of course, the kids. And the kids. And the MLS will be big, although many people are predicting the MLS will actually fold before that actually happens. But that's okay. It will only give them more land to develop. All right. So let's get back to some new sound from Mayor Faulkner this morning on Harwick and Richards. He said it's important for his school, San Diego State, to come back around. Look, I'm, I'm a proud alum, and I'm going to always insist that there's a seat at the table. Uh, they've got to seize that opportunity at the table. And look, and I think as people, as this gets forward, obviously we get closer to the summer and to the fall, people really start kicking the tires, looking, you know, what you can do, what you can't do. Um, I think when you do that and you look at it for what is in the best interest, as I said, for, not just now, but for the long term, uh, that there is an opportunity for a great project with something for everybody there. Uh, not always easy. Uh, yes, we've talked about. But when you put that component, if you think of what the vision could be, and that's what I, I try to keep focused on, if you think of the vision of, of Major League Soccer playing there, what that's going to mean with the Aztecs there, with what that river park's going to mean for people out joining on a, on a beautiful day, to finally have some housing next to a trolley line uh, with some of the amenities. You put all of those components together on what is now a parking lot, like I said, I think it, it, it adds up to something that is in the best interest of the entire region, um, and, and I'm hopeful the folks will see that. Which folks? I, I don't even know where to begin with all that. All right, again, it's amazing that we've had anything to do in San Diego without a river park. I mean, seriously. I mean, the way he makes it sound is is that once once that river park is done— <laughs> People will abandon the beaches, Mission Bay, La Jolla. Everywhere else is going to be abandoned Steve, as we all descend via trolley to the river park. All the people that live south mm -hmm. of the eight yeah. can finally come over to Camino del Rio North right. and see what that's like over there. By the way, can you imagine the congestion in that area as this project gets underway? Can you even imagine what it's going to happen? And you know there will be delay after delay after delay after delay. This this could go on for years. All you have to do is just either go to the great folks at Lowe's, mm -hmm. Ikea, yeah, Costco, uh, sport clips where I get my hair cut mm -hmm. on a Saturday or Sunday, and you get a microcosm of what it's going to be like. When that place is fully developed. All right. Now, this was this was good. This was a good question here. Harbrick and Richards are going to try to give them an out. In other words, we're going to throw you a bone here. The fact that this hasn't gotten resolved because you're a San Diego State guy. So what they asked him was, let's see if he bites on this one. They asked him, is the administration change at San Diego State really to blame? I think anytime you have a project that comes forward, you're going to have some people that like it and some people that don't. But I think what's up for all of us as is, is San Diegans is to say, if we look at what's there now, if you look at what this could be, um, does it make sense to move forward on that? And look, we've had a lot of transition that's happening right now over at the university administration. Um, but I still think that there is an opportunity for this to work out for a permanent home for Aztec football, of which we are all so very, very proud of. Um, and to bring Major League Soccer. So you, you start adding those two components together, 
you know, I, I think this is going to be, like I said, we're going to go from a parking lot to a to a special part of the city. I wonder if, with all this talk about the love of the MLS, that they read this article from this University of Michigan professor, Stefan Samansky, co-author of the book Soccernomics, wrote in great detail that teams in the MLS are losing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then the They'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And about $7 million per year. Here's what he concluded. MLS starts to sound like a pyramid scheme. You can fund a loss-making enterprise from the entrance fees of new buyers for a while, but without making money, the only reason for doing this would be glory, not profits. I predict the MLS will collapse, and probably sooner rather than later. How bad would that be if you actually spent all that money, gave this whole property, get a stadium built, and the MLS collapses. Uh, if you're FS and all the politicians in their pockets and all the other uh, people who are throwing money at this, you're not going to shed a tear. Well, FS will already have all that property. Exactly. If anything, all right. So we'll use that stadium. Any high school teams want to use that stadium? Got a 20,000 seat stadium, right? Yeah. San Diego State, do you guys want to finally see the dream of yeah. increasing it to 40000 or You can go big as you want. The problem is there's no way to expand it because we have these office buildings we build around it. But still, there you go. There's your 20,000-seat stadium. Fine print, folks. You or, have to read the fine after print. after all the money we've made, we could just tear it down and build something else on that property. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, obviously, we want to get your reaction. 570-1360. <laughs> at Cannon Hartman at Casa 1360, text us at 70470. Do you follow the mayor on everything he has to say? Are you loyal to the mayor of San Diego? If he says it's a good thing, you bet it's a good thing. We'll get your reaction. Here's the sure bet. The Raiders' move to Las Vegas is getting more complicated every single day. We're going to tell you why coming up next. Greg Rosenthal from NFL.com thinks that the Chargers will win the AFC West. We'll pick his brain and find out the reasons why tomorrow at noon on the Mark and Rich Show. Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. Hey, listen, why, whether you're listening on Fox uh, Sports 1350 in the Inland Empire right here on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego, get in for the cannon shot of the day today because we've got a four-pack of tickets yes. to go see the Padres and the Chicago Cubs. What? What? Next Tuesday, the 30th, it's also Taco Tuesday. We're going to be there Tuesday. We are. We are. Yeah, because they have uh, Monday, Wednesday games are like day games, right? So you got the one night game there. Okay, great. But get in for it, folks. Let's do this. 
Now, do we have to get there before Brent gets there? Or is he going to polish off those hot dogs, man? Apparently At least this we time do. you're going to have to get the uh, nacho cheese. See, you got to, you got to, Brent, you got to see how the master Costa. Oh yeah! Attacks. Oh yeah! The press box food. I mean, well, he knows exactly. There's a there's a formula. It was it's my science. it was my first day. I didn't want to go in there and look like an you know an a hole going know, in kid, there and eating all the nachos. Kid, you keep your feet on the ground. You keep reaching for the stars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, this this time I'll go a little. All nuts. right. By the all way, right. he thanked everybody. That's like a no no, man. You can't thank everybody. You know, you have to you have to be in there like you're you're like you belong. You see, if you're you're thanking people, Brent, then then you're, you're like you know you're like you an think? outsider. He thanked the, everybody. The elevator guy. <laughs> which the hot dog little Bernie told me that it took you a long time to figure out there was an oh, elevator right. there and then okay. you took the stairs. As far as that is concerned, you have scoreboard on. Uh, yeah. But he said everyone kept looking at him weird. Like every time he said thank you to somebody, like, what do you, what's wrong with well, you? Yeah, I, I went and got my hot dogs. And, you know, granted, everyone else is like, I'll have one hot dog. And I was like, I'll have two. And she gave me a weird look. And I was like, thank you. And then when I left, they're cleaning everything up. And I was like, Thank you again, and she kind of gave me this. Look we always like, say you thank you. You that. always say thank you to the security people in the booth, yes. in the press box, the elevator person, and the people who are checking your well, IDs to let you. You in. and I and Brent do that, but the rest of them. Don't. Oh, how rude! Okay, um, before we get to, I'm telling you, this whole move <laughs> to Vegas is unreal. What's happening for the Raiders? Uh, let's sneak in a quick call right now. We're uh, getting a reaction, obviously, to the mayor. Saying once again that, yes, he's a proud alum, but San Diego State better get on board because he is all in, wink, wink, with the FS investors. Let's go to Gary. Gary, welcome here on with the Cannons. Hey, Cannons. Let me uh, decipher the mayor's uh, language for you. It's very simple. You see, boys, I'm going to be blowing this two-bit town pretty soon, and I need bags of cash when I run for governor and then hopefully for senator of the United States. And those boys over at San Diego State, they got no cash for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do whatever I have to say, do whatever, talk about kids, uh, parks, river parks. I mean, come on. If you look at this deal, they're, they're using the franchise fee as part of the purchase of the city. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and when you look at it, really, you're absolutely right, Steve. The, this it, It's unsustainable. You can't lose that much money every every year and hope to have a franchise. And I don't see people coming out and selling out that place. Yeah, for the first year, you might get some nice crowds, but it'll peter down to eventually you'll get your, you know, your hardcore four or 5,000 people that'll go to the game. And eventually, like you said, they'll turn it into a concert venue. But Gary, they don't care because it merely, soccer is merely a foot in the door. And once they have their hands around that land, they could give a flying F if MLS succeeds or not. $150 million team franchise fee for the MLS. This is this how the MLS keeps surviving. They keep expanding. Remember, they have two teams coming in this year, four more in 2020. They always talk about, well, what cities are the best as far as, uh, you know, soccer and everything? Else? That has nothing to do with it. Who's going to come up with the money? It's very simple. Yeah, who's going to come up with that $150 million that we need to cover all our losses with the league? And after this expansion, if there's if the league is still alive, then we'll keep expanding, keep bringing in the money with the promise that there's a, what is that? It's called Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. All right. Now, the situation in Vegas is oh, entire. This, this is a scheme as well. Okay. 
You know how we said that um, a lot of people felt like when Donald Trump became president, that somehow he would change. Yes, right? drain the swamp. Like, like he'll, like a president's not going to tweet every day. No, he's got okay. bigger things to do. Okay, so the fact is, he's not going to change. You know what else is not going to change? Vegas, <laughs> Nevada. This is a state totally built on tourism and gambling. Tourism, that's, that's tourism why because of gambling. Right. There's, there, there's no, there is no Nevada. There is no Las Vegas. Without gambling and the tourists to bring the bucks in. So now that you have the shiny new toy that is the National Football League, do you honestly believe that the that Nevada will say, all right, you can bet on anything, wherever you go, <laughs> but you better not bet when you're at that stadium. The NFL has strict rules, as we know, about gambling, Yes, which adds this wrinkle to the Raiders' move. The team's lease for the new stadium does include a provision banning any gaming or gambling. You can't have a slot machine there on the concourse Correct. type of thing. But, but nothing in the lease would keep fans from placing bets via one of many sportsbook apps. Yeah, now let's talk about these apps, right? The whole world's run by apps. In fact, a number of the sports books in Vegas are now saying that more than 50% of their action is coming via app. <laughs> I don't know how you could prevent that anyway. What are you going to confiscate everyone's phone as they walk into well, the uh, here's, stadium? Here's what they say. It's possible to block access to sports betting apps inside the stadium, and I'm reading this verbatim, using geolocation technology. It's something the league could pursue through the Nevada Gaming Commission. Those are the known apps. But they haven't done so. Thank you. I mean, come on. Seriously. You mean the apps of those that are in Vegas that are actually advertising their app? Yeah. Okay. So in other words. some offshore company that has an app. Why doesn't the NFL just give in? Come on. They can't, Seriously. Why not? We all know the NFL is the monstrosity that it is. Because of gambling. Because of gambling. Gambling has taken the NFL to heights it never envisioned. If you're too young to remember a time when the NFL was not the dominant league, I remember. The NFL was there. Baseball was king. But how did the NFL, was it the Super Bowl? Mm, Not really. No, no, no. What happened was, is that as more and more gambling establishments and more and more legalized gambling in our country, the amount of money that was being bet weekly on NFL games went through the roof. Do you remember some of you old timers, Jimmy the Greek Snyder, when he was doing CBS NFL Today, Brent Musburger, Phyllis George, Irv Cross. You remember that? Oh, yeah. CBS Today. So you had Jimmy the Greek. NFL Today. So you had Jimmy the Greek Snyder. On the NFL pregame show, running the odds. This was the beginning, and it was, it just took off. So, as much as Roger Goodell wants to give the, uh, you know, the idea that, hey, you know what? Mm -mm. Just because they're in Vegas doesn't change anything. It's going to change a lot of things. Did you see where Mark Cuban talked about the fact that the NFL has made a serious mistake? By What's, moving what into Vegas. Say, Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Exactly. That was the exact line he said. And this this greed, this never-ending greed of the National Football League and its owners is going to explode at some point. And I hate it because it's my beloved Raiders. Mm-hmm. But when you any any football team, 
You put young 20-somethings yeah. who suddenly have a big old fat wallet mm-hmm. and everybody and their mother going, oh, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you. Come on. Do you know Do you know what Jack is facing, Mark Davis, Reggie McKenzie, and Jack Del Rio, once they get there as far as trying to keep guys' minds on football, keep it on the prize? You know what? The league's saying that's your problem, not ours. You wanted right, it, they, you got it. Absolutely they are. It's, it's, well, the other problem, obviously, for Mark Davis is his mom. Yeah. Because when she passes, uh, the inheritance tanks is going to wipe him out. If, if you haven't done the simple arithmetic on Mark Davis on how much debt he has incurred with this deal, it's to the tune of about $1.2 billion. He will be sick. And the Davis family only owns 40% of the team and even being generous in the 40th ranked market in the country, a transient city like Vegas, let's put the price tag of that franchise at $2 billion. Sure. And you own 40%. That's $800 million. Let's see. My share is $800 million and my debt's $1.2 billion. Uh-oh. Mm. Looks like I'm going to have to sell. And then the NFO gets everything they want. They get the money they wanted out of Vegas, $750 million, and they're going to get new ownership for one of their most valuable brands the silver and black. All right, get your reaction, 570-1360, at Ken Harbin, at Casa1360. Text us at 70470. Speaking of the NFL, just how progressive is the shield? Well, when it comes to one subject, not at all. We're going to tell you what that is coming up next. Coming up tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, what are the chances the MLS actually brings any economic value to the city of San Diego? We will ask one expert on soccer economics at 7.30. We begin at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego. Ken is with you on this Monday. There is a uh, crazy story coming out right now. There has been an explosion at Manchester Arena in England at an Ariana Grande concert. Oh, God. Uh, confirmed fatalities. Uh, they're, they're on the scene right now. So, Jeez. It's a crazy world we live in. Um, you know, the NFL does not have a great track record on a lot of different things. The one thing they do well is make money. Yes, extremely well. You know, when it comes to uh, the safety of their uh, players, not so much. Uh, You know, the CTE situation Mm -hmm. uh, really has not been corrected. I mean, they they try to do things to give you the sense. It's like shortening this overtime, right? Oh, we're doing things, everything we can for the safety of the players. But we're still having Thursday night games. Oh, but their stance on domestic violence. Another Remember thing where those, they're really progressive those on that. commercials where, you know, the players were forcing themselves to cry. Remember Michael Sam, the openly gay player out of the University of Missouri mm-hmm. that uh, had a, a very short stint on a practice squad in the National Football League? Yep. And at the time, even President Obama came out, congratulated, not just Michael Sam, but the league itself for its progressiveness in drafting an openly gay player. You know, the Michael Sam situation was a joke and never taken seriously by the National Football League. Even years, a couple of years after this whole happened, uh, it is it was it was never intended for Michael Sam to see the light of day in the National Football League ever. 
How about the fact that after the Rams, remember, he played four preseason games. This was a guy that no one said could play who was the co-defensive player of the year in the SEC. Sure. So the number one conference in America, this guy was the co-defensive player of the year, and every team found ways to say, guy just doesn't have it. Well, it's crazy how his skills diminished once it was time for a gay man to play in the NFL. If you watch those preseason games, he had 11 tackles and four sacks, Mm -hmm. or three sacks and four games. He played well. I think he could play. Not only did the Rams release him, they didn't even put him on their practice squad. Yeah. The Cowboys did. Now it's been revealed that when he was added to the Cowboys practice squad where he was for six weeks before he got released again, he never met Jason Garrett, the coach of the team. Not once. Until the day he was released. Until the day he was released. So what are the odds of an openly gay player ever getting a chance to play in the National Football League. I know one person now, I guess this is the... Joe Banner. Yeah, from the uh, former uh, CEO of the uh, Browns. Browns says it's never going to happen. He says it's probably now players are a lot more hesitant uh, than they were when Michael Sam did what he did. And it's true. If, if it's just going to be window dressing and teams are going to, you know, uh, try to sell tickets or appeal to that section of your fan base mm-hmm. by just bringing somebody in as window dressing and then just, you know, cutting them uh, when it's it's time to get down to brass tacks with your regular season roster? No. you. What man is going to come out and say, uh, I'm an openly gay man too? Well, I mean, the bottom line is, and Football I remember, player, excuse me, after Michael Sam was drafted, uh, I was doing the show with Pat O'Brien. We had, I can't remember which player, it was an NFL player. And we had him on for a different reason. But we asked him, what are your thoughts about Michael Sam? Just an open-ended question. His response said it all. He said, I really don't want to be asked, nor do I want to talk about another guy's sexuality. Which I think, honestly, is a pretty fair answer. Mm -hmm. Why are you asking me about someone's sexuality? It's none of my business. And frankly, I don't want to talk about some other guy's sexuality. Unfortunately for the PC crowd, that was taken the wrong way or twisted the wrong way that, well, you're just uncomfortable, aren't you, <laughs> with gay men? I mean, it was one of those type of things, right? So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I always wonder this. If there was, and we know there are gay players oh, in the National on. Football League and there have been since the league started. Well, and think how many have come out after the fact when well, they we retire. Had, we had Jerry Smith, all right, the legendary tight end of the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. had a Hall of Fame caliber career, played, what, 13 years of the NFL from the late 60s through the 70s, his whole career with the Redskins, and after he retired, he died of AIDS. And then in retrospect, all his teammates are like, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess we sort of ignored all the signs. And the fact was he was a gay man who played in the NFL for many years. There have been many gay players or gay players in the NFL now, but it would take a star. I mean, a superstar player in this league. I know. I wonder what would happen if a superstar player in this league 
who still had, it wasn't at the end of his career, not like this, you remember Jason Collins in the NBA? He was already finished. I'm talking about a guy in the prime of his career. What if if Ezekiel Elliott tomorrow came out and said, Well, I don't want to use a name. I'm just saying. Okay, but I mean, some of that stature. That's what my point. If you had, let's say, a, a quarterback. Okay. And he's established two or three years in the league as a rising star. A decade of football ahead of him, and he came out. Then what? See, and then the problem is for his own team, whereas I'm sure the majority said, I could care less. The guy guy helps me win. Right? But that's not enough for the PC. See, the PC wants to say, no, 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 it's not about, you know, you could tolerate it. The question is, do you embrace it? And this is the kind of controversy NFL teams don't want to deal with. So, yeah, it's still a problem very much with the National Football League. Time to qualify someone for the cannon shot of the day. A drum roll, please. This out. Cannon shot, keep up. Hold your hat, Steve. It's a text. What? You two morons don't know S about MLS. It's coming, and it will succeed, jerks. Wow. Damn. Kaboom. Speaking of that, why exactly is the mayor of San Diego so hot and heavy for the FS Investors Plan with Mission Valley? You're going to hear from our city's leader next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.